Two. Oh shit, people! I just did a podcast, my first one with Growing Green Landscape podcast. Oh shit, people! You better listen to it because this is the bomb. Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast with Jeremiah Jennings. While still in his early 20s, Jeremiah already runs a successful six-figure lawn maintenance company. Listen in as he and his guests share the things that have brought them success that can help you in your business. As a young entrepreneur in the green industry, Jeremiah emphasizes the tips and tricks involved in running a lawn maintenance business while discussing the principles applying to all small businesses. If you're wanting to grow, become profitable and professional, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host... Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another show today here on the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode today. I'm really excited to be here with you, and we're going to have a really good guest coming in today. And it is none other than a Bell Cruz with Law Enforcement LLC. Uh, Bell, how are you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing very good, very good. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. This is actually, so we're recording this right after uh, I recorded our last episode with Jared, or a few episodes maybe by now, but um, Jared, we were talking to Jared about how he kind of worked for you last winter, and uh, just the the big outfit that you have, and we talked, got into some of the stuff he's doing, but uh, I'm glad, glad y'all have that connection, but what I want to talk about today, man, is uh, really I want to talk about a lot of snow stuff. Uh, I've talked to, I've kind of said on here before, I've prefaced that we don't get any snow down here in Alabama, but I do want to bring on guests that can talk and uh, give advice on snow and how to do it the right way, how to be profitable at it for those guys getting into it. So uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. I'm sure we're going to have a good time and it's going to be a good conversation, but snow is going to be a big thing. So if you're from the north and you're thinking about getting into it, or maybe you're in it a couple years and you might be doing it wrong or something, uh, I, I'm really counting on a bell to come through today. I know, I know he will. Uh, Jared was singing your praises that you've got it all figured out when it comes to snow, and uh, I, I've seen I've seen your outfit when it comes to snow, and, and you've done very good. So, I guess kind of just take us in uh, to kind of where you how how long have you been in business, and how did you get started? And because you don't just do snow, I mean we're going to hit on snow, but you also have a a good size of landscape and lawn maintenance company as well. So, kind of hit on that what y'all do, how you got into the business, and then we'll kind of jump into snow later on down the road. Sure, sure. Well, I started like seven years ago. I used to work for another landscaping company. And, you know, I worked for him and he retired and he decided to sell the company. He, he decided, well, I'm going to sell it, you know, or you guys can buy it. So I jumped on it. I bought it. And it was a small company. You know, the company, it was big at a certain point. But the company then went down. You know, he didn't want to be there anymore. He was just out of it. So when I got it, I got a couple of houses and one, one big account, uh, like an apartment complex. And the apartment complex, they stayed with me, thank God, because that was the only one that pay, it was literally paying the bills and all the houses. And now, you know, that was 30 accounts, roughly 30 accounts. You know, most of it, it was all houses. Now I have the opposite. Now it's all commercial accounts and apartment complex, condo complex. And then I have, you know, a small amount of houses. I try to minimize the houses. In the winter, I don't do any houses, but in the summer, I do, a lot, you know, most of them. I have a lot of houses and our apartment complex. You're talking about 2.5 million square feet that we have to mow. My goodness. Um, that's that's impressive. So what is your draw to to commercial over residential? I know how competitive that is. Uh, what is the what is the draw to it? Well, the drug, I didn't I didn't plan it. You know, don't get me wrong. I said, oh, I'm going to go for commercial. I had commercial already. You know, She's like I said, with it. With, uh, yeah, and you know, they pay the bills. I run my company with the people that pay me monthly. Let's say I have this big account and I only have um, $3,000 worth of payments, you know, between payroll, trucks, insurance. And I thought, let's say it just just a bit. If that account is paying all my bills, I'm comfortable with that because that's exactly what I and that's exactly what I aim from day one. Um, the monthly ones are the ones that are going to be running my company, literally. Um, so I'm not in debt. I don't have to worry about mowing. You know, so, oh man, I have to mow this yard. Otherwise, I'm not going to get my income. Yeah. I don't like to be like that. It's yeah. very insecure. You know, you don't you get a drought for the whole summer. Like we got this uh, this past summer. It only rained here. Man, I can't even probably five times throughout the whole summer. 
So we had a nasty job. I was cutting everybody every other week or every two weeks. So that would not provide me money at all. Just if I would be depending just on the mowing. Yeah. So you you've know, gone after these commercial accounts that sign 12 month contracts and uh, you really want to stick. It sounds like you want to stick that route uh, as you go into the future and, and keep your business going because how many employees do you have? In the summer, we have around eight total. And then in the winter, we have around 30. Yeah. 20 to 30 people. So, so that in itself tells you that you do some serious snow right there if you jump from eight employees mm-hmm. to 30. Yeah, it is. It is brutal, you know, and I don't recommend it to everybody to do it, but I tell them to everybody, just do it, just do it, you know, because it's yeah. exciting. You never know when you're going to get the snow, but when you get it, you want to, it's like literally gold, you know, coming out of the sky because we charge so much, you know, for the service that we provide. We provide only, let's say around six to seven mile radar. We don't go anywhere else after that. Wow. So you have a really tight route. Oh, dude, we don't we don't even drive the ski steers and we don't put them in a trailer. We have to haul them out. We don't do that. You just we drive them places. The- and, and yeah, we 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 literally like three minutes from the first property that we have. And then we have another two minutes or one minute to the next one. So let's say you call me and say, hey, Abel, you're not here. You know, I'll be there within four to five minutes. That's crazy. I'm like the fire department, you know. Hey, that's a good thing though. Uh, it keeps your it keeps your window your your window time down, I guess. But I guess in the snow you you have all window time. You're always sitting in the truck, but uh, you can be making money in, in that time that you're not out driving to get to job to job. So, what does your equipment look like for snow? And and kind of walk me through the. I'm going to kind of turn this over to you. Uh, I, I want to sit back and listen and let you just talk about how you do it, how you got into it, uh, how you've evolved up to 30 employee company when it comes to snow. And like you said, it's not for everybody, but uh, if there's somebody out there who does want to learn more about it and, and figure out maybe they want to take that leap into the into the snow world, kind of just walk us through how you did it and, and some advice you would give, maybe maybe some things you'd go back and change or, or just some advice for the up and coming. Well, you know, for somebody that they just starting and they only have one truck, one blower, one shovel, that's pretty much if you're going to go in that route, uh, you could be like Jared. Jerry started with um, just snow blowing, dryaways. You can do that and you can make money off of it, but you have to, you know, you can treat one customer one way, but then the last customer that you're going to have, they're going to suffer because then you're not going to be there on time. So I used to be like that in that position, but just a little bit bigger. I have one truck, one ski steer, and a couple of guys helping me out with the sidewalks. So if I'm plowing one property, the other property was getting hurt because I wasn't there. So I figure that it, right from the beginning that the more equipment I have, the more money I was going to be making and nobody was going to be suffering, you know, because you want to you want to make them feel like they are the only customer that they, you know, that you have to take care of. Yeah, you want to make them important. Exactly. You want to make them feel that they are the only ones. And you typically it's not like that, you know, and in order for me to get to seven truck, five ski steers and a but three big sidewalk machine, seven blowers, a bunch of sidewalks and a bunch of uh, shovels, you know, you need to get any, it takes a lot, you know, a lot of sleepless nights, you know, um, there's days that I've been slept for 48 hours, my body shaking and all that stuff. But in order to get to that point, you know, it's right from the beginning. You have to get used to it because the more it will thrive you to get more stuff because you don't want to stay out that long. Yeah. You know, sometimes when I had to send the guys home, I had to stay at work. I had to keep opening the place because the problem is that we check the weather and I can tell everybody, say, hey, it's an snow like three inches. And when it gets here, it's more. So we are for a surprise, you know, and I had to prep everybody from days before it's like, Hey, it's going to snow on Saturday. Today is Monday. It's going to snow on Saturday. And then on Wednesday, again, I'm going to tell them, Hey, it's going to snow on Saturday. Be ready. And then on Thursday, Friday, I'm already calling them, let them know how the storm is looking and all that stuff to see at what time we're going to go out because we're not going to go out into this one, at least one inch on the ground. That's what I was going to say. What is your, what is your call to action? I guess you could say, so you, you have a one inch, start yeah most of my contracts is at two uh at one inch and then if there's a customer they ask me to come later after the storm ended i have to tell them no just for the fact that 
if uh, an emergency uh, vehicle had to come in, let's say the fire department, the ambulance or the cop, they had to show up and they're not able to get to the doors because of the snow. That could be on you. Oh, yeah. It comes on. It, it comes to me so bad that, you know, you get that. Let's say somebody die. Yeah. Yeah. All, they're all going to come back to me because they were not able to get in because the snow was too high and it's my fault. So there's a lot of it's pressure that goes in the snow. I didn't even really think about that, but there's a lot of pressure to, that goes into getting those those uh, entrances and driveways plowed. Yes, there's and then we have had storms that we can even go out, but usually we are on site. When let's say they're gonna have blizzard conditions, we're gonna have over 12 inches of snow, um, that type of deal. I had to call everybody beforehand so that everybody's in their trucks on site. And you're just and waiting to start. Yeah. Otherwise, they're not. Otherwise, they were not going to be able to make it in because they have regular cars. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have a, a Honda Civic. They all so they all have to come in before the before the storm gets there, if it's going to be that yeah. bad. Yeah. And we haven't got a storm like that almost. I don't know, probably in ten years. Yeah. But they do come, and when they come, I'm always thinking about that. Every time I buy equipment, it's for that reason. That when a blister comes in, I want to be ready for it. Yeah. And the property that I have. I have five ski steers and all the five ski steers are in my, they are in my biggest properties. Yeah. So when something, something happened, they're already there. They're already cleaning up and we wanted to minimize the amount of snow on the ground. That's our main goal. You want to stay ahead and, of it. Yeah. You want to stay ahead of it. I mean, you wait too long. It's, it's going to get very hard to get rid of because when you push the snow at one point, it's two inches. By the time that you, you're doing the whole run, you're talking about feet. Yeah. Now. Yes. You know, I'm from like, wow. So when somebody wants to get involved in this kind of business, you know, I tell them, you you go for it, you know, just be ready, you know, to do not sleep, you know, yeah, be ready, to, be ready to cry, be ready to all those things because you're not going to go home for a bit, you know? I like that though. I mean, that's, it, it, it sounds like you can definitely make money in the business for sure, but everybody needs to know if you're getting into it. It's a, like, it's a, it's a time commitment and it it's not the easiest thing ever. So you need to know that going in. It's not all peaches and roses the whole time. Uh, I'm glad. Oh, you, yeah. I'm glad you said that. It's going to be tough. And I had to. Say, I wanted. I'm going to give you the worst of it because the the best part of it is the best part. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Warn everybody about the worst. The worst. Yeah, the worst is like when you go. You know, you you don't go to sleep because you have to check the weather constantly. Let's say it's going to snow uh, three o'clock in the morning. That's when they say that the snow is going to come in. So you had to wake up at eleven. I sleep all day. The In day before, I'm sleeping, stay. yeah. Oh, that's my prep time. That's my prep time. You know, I sleep all day. If everything is set up at the shop, ready to go, yes, I I go home and I sleep. But then, you know, by eleven o'clock, I'm waking up. By twelve o'clock, I'm waking up. In every hour on the hour, I'm checking the map to see where it comes. Once it start coming down. Forget it. There's no sleep after that. Yeah. So then I'm the first one to go out. I go out when it's probably half an inch on the ground, maybe an inch. I go out and I start checking properties. If I see the inch that is overall over the whole area, I start calling people. So by the time that they get to the shop, it's probably around two inches on the ground or an inch and a half, depending how fast it's coming, because you can get an inch per hour. And that is fast. And it can even get worse than that. Yeah. That, and, so you know, Go ahead. Go, Go ahead. ahead. No, so I was just saying, so it comes down quick. I mean, if you're if you get behind, you can be in serious trouble. That, that's what it sounds oh, yeah. like you're saying. And if you ask Jerry, you know, um, we were always almost the first one in, in the streets going out. Do you and do any? My you know, go ahead. They asked me, so why? I bet why well, you coming out so early? You know, we only have an inch. He said, yeah, because my gunters are one inch. Well, I have one property that's half an inch. Wow. Which is ridiculous. It's like nothing, but you know, you can just put salt on it. We're not scraping anything, but they tell me to be there, you know, a half an inch. So they, yeah, and they, they want to stay ahead of it. They know, they know how important it is. Yeah. So you know, these are these are the things that you always have to think about when 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 it comes to snow. You have to be ready for the everything breaks. Yeah. Your trucks are gonna, you know, they're gonna break down. Hoses are gonna break. Trucks get wrecked. Have, oh yeah, you have to have extra tools. <laughs> Uh, you know, extra tools, extra hoses, extra relays, whatever you can to prevent that when something goes down, you know, you're able to fix it, yeah. you know, and something will break, you know, when, especially when you have old trucks and things like that, that's always going to be a problem. This is why I'm 
upgrading with my trucks and things like that because I don't want to have that kind of problem. Yeah, yeah, it's an investment to stay running while you're out there in the field and not having downtime um, and going to the shop and everything like that. So talk to me about how that, tell everybody about how that goes into your pricing and your bidding on these jobs because like you're saying, there's so much that goes into it. You have, you, you got to be up at a 10, 11 o'clock at night and stay up the rest of the time, the rest of the storm. Um I, how how do people bid? How do you go about bidding if you're getting into it? What are, what are your steps that you've learned over seven years of doing it? By doing this, I learned this for uh, number one for free. I didn't I didn't pay nobody to help me. I asked around a lot of people in order to figure this out. You networked, I, yeah, yeah. I this companies here they make millions of dollars in in snow removal. They didn't charge me a cent, not even a cent to tell me how they do it and how many times they do it and how much profit they can be. They told me all that and they all told me that for free. When somebody tell me that they had to pay somebody to get information like that, I get, I get, I get pretty antsy, you know, yeah. because I don't like, you know, I'm a, I have a very successful company and I got it for free. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anything. I go to YouTube too and I can find somebody saying something. Yeah. You know, but in order, okay, let's say we're living in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, we get around 48 inches of snow total for the whole season, which is it's nothing compared to other states, but it's a lot, at least for us. Um, <clears throat> so I did. I tried to divide that 50, 50 inches. I tried to divide it in six months because that's the six months that we're going to from November all the way to April. So I divide those numbers, and let's say we get around 10 storms, so roughly – 10 to 20, you know, just to give it a take. So I try, let's say, if I, the, you want a, a monthly pricing, I'm going to divide that number by the amount of snowfalls. Let's say $200 every time it snows. Mm -hmm. And I multiply that by 20, that will be, you know, it give me a whole total. Okay. And then I add the salting the same way. How much the salt cost me? I had to put that in, in there. And how long is it going to take me to do the sidewalk as well? So all those three I had to put it, combine those numbers, and I give them a total number. Um, if it's somebody that is paying me per time, I'm going to give you one sample. Um, per time, it will be every time the snows and there's one inch on the ground, I'm allowed to come back at every inch. Oh, wow. Which so, means, yeah. yes, you get five inches, you are allowed to come in five times. That can Just cost to keep the customer that. a lot more. Oh, yes. You know, and I'm taking, I'm telling you the point of, my point of view. I'm not telling you the point of view because they're the ones paying. Yeah. I don't see that point of view because I'm I'm in the business to make money. Yeah, that's what it boils down to. So, so I gonna be I gonna if let's say we're gonna get a snow a snowfall of five inches, I'm gonna tell everybody that I wanna hit everybody at least four times. Three to four times, depending on the you know how things are going. Yeah. Which means you know, so that two hundred dollars, you know, you're gonna add that up. So that's already a thousand dollars by the time the storm ends. In and one that's storm. not even in one storm, and that's not even including salt. But you don't get a lot of that. You're saying that's if people do pay per per push or whatever. Is that the right term for that? Yes, per push. Yeah. That will be per push. Some people wants to pay per hour, and some people wants to pay by the inch. Let's say you get one to two inches, you pay a hundred dollars. From uh, two to three, uh, three to four, you paying. 175 i don't do it that way the reason i don't do it that way because i don't i don't want the customer to feel that i'm that i'm cheating yeah for sure how you many know, how many times are you on a so i guess it all depends on how long the snow falls but how many times are you normally pushing or plowing a parking lot or a driveway whatever it may be in within one storm i mean are you out there multiple times yes okay yes. so like a minimum of well, two or three yeah, we're talking a five-inch storm. We're gonna be hit there three times throughout the night. Oh wow! Okay, okay. So, so well, this is the best part of snow. You know, I get really excited about it. You know, like once, um, if you if you guys watch me on Instagram, I get oh, it's so pumped up because I know that when it snows this time, to make money. Yeah, yeah, money's coming you know, in. I, yeah, you know, and I I got friends that they they're the same in the same way as me, you know, they get excited about it, but I got other landscapers. They hate it. Yeah. They don't want to do it. You know, they don't make that much money because for me, I have a, I have a setup to pay. I, you know, I run around talking about almost $20,000 a month to pay all my bills. 
mm-hmm. employees, insurance, you know, loans, car loans, truck loans, you know, ski steer, you name it. Yeah. You know, um, so let's say I have an, an enough accounts to pay that out every month. So when it's snow, the people that pay per time, they are the ones paying the day, the storm. So all the employees for that storm, all the plow guys, you know, they're, they're going to be plowing. All for the salt, the people per time, they're the ones paying for that. Hmm. So the people that pay monthly, they're just paying my regular bills. Yeah, yeah. But the people that pay per time, theirs are the ones that carry those, pretty much the storm. So the more you hit, then the more profitable you're going to be. So do you have a lot of people do that paper push? I mean, is that a common thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? yeah, because they they look at it that they want to save money if it doesn't snow, which we if have. If it doesn't snow, window. yeah. Yeah, we only get like, let's say, oh, gosh, like let's say 20 inches for the whole season. They save a lot of money by doing it that way. But in the downsides, if we get 100 inches in this in a winter, there's screw- some people can go to bankruptcy because of it. So it is. It is. You could lose your Go butt. Ahead. You could kind of lose your butt on it too, though, right? I mean, if you're what if it does snow a hundred inches and you're charging the people two hundred bucks a month? I mean, did your rate go up for how many times you're out there? Like, no, how does that the, work? This is the clause that you put on your contract for the monthly one. You, all my contracts are up to fifty inches uh, because okay. when I made the calculation, all the calculations that I did, it was up to fifty inches. I have it at sixty just to give me an edge over yeah. the, everybody else. Okay. But if, let's say we get more than 60, they're going to be paying. They're going to be paying me every time I went back to plow it. Yeah. And on top of that, they have to pay me the monthly fee that they have. Okay. Me. Yeah. So, so you, guys, say, you can tell I don't know anything about this. I, I'm very, I don't know anything well, about snow. I, We've never done it. So I, I like hearing about this type of stuff. And, and for anybody well, out there who's going to asking, get into it. No, I'm glad you're asking because, you know, the money's, Dude, the winter, I can do winter and I don't have to do summer. Really? Really? This that's how good it can be. Yeah. You know, I when I mow, it because I like it. You can ask my guys, we know it, you know, we mow it and we just go in waves and 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 I don't care. You know, it just Yeah, you're grass. just out there having a good time. Guys, if you don't follow a bell on Instagram, you're missing out. It's like a it's like a comedy reel every day. Uh no, it's so to. funny. It's so funny. You got to go follow a bell if you haven't. So kind of diving more into the snow. So you're saying, you do you write your own contracts? Do you get them from somewhere? I know uh, Brian puts out I mean, contracts. I, might write my, I write my own contracts. Okay. I, did, I do them all. And I have the, I even have a blank one in case somebody asks me online. They say, hey, can you help me out with this? I'll send in that contract. I don't have no problem with that. I'm not going to charge you, you know, $50 to, you know, $20 for for a contract that I, it literally took me years to, you know, to tweak it. I like this. I don't like this. I don't like that. I just can't, you know, a lot of people want to learn. They want to make money and I'm here just to, you know, to help them out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that, so we've kind of ran through what you do and, and how you, how you go out and, and what your procedures are for the guy that's getting into it or wants to get into it. What would you say, his what how should he start what pieces of equipment should he get first should he go straight with a snowblower or should he try to get like a little steiner i see like cni services run those little steiner sidewalk uh, those little steiner well, articulating machines like what should you go straight to a machine should you stay with a snow shovel like what how should you get into it should you make the investment to go machine uh, and i guess it depends on everybody's budget but if you had to give advice to go back to yourself starting out what would you change or do, or do different <sighs> I would do the contract first. Okay. I would not the not the paper per se. Accounts. Get accounts. People like us, you know, we go for winter starting in August, even before. Bigger companies than me, they do that all year round. They have their sales team to trying do it. to get okay. Oh yeah, to try to get this big account because all the contracts that start getting due around the August area. Which means the other property management, they're going to start looking for those um, yeah. more bids. You know, they have to get, most of the time, they have to get three bids. And you want to be ready for those kind of bids. You look at, uh, the way I see it, I look at a Walmart, a parking lot for Walmart. And I want to be ready for it. And I ask myself, do I have the capacity, the, the capabilities to tackle that? 
No, well, let me get some product. Let me get some equipment in order to tackle that. Which means somebody that is starting, let's say you only have houses, but the houses are separate from each other. Then you're going to need a truck. You cannot get a, a little, you know, four wheel or something like that, because it's going it, to, it's, you know, it's going to take, when you drive on the street, on the snow, you can't, you can just drive like that. You need a truck. So there's sometimes you can even see what's in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, you know, somebody can hit you, you know, anything like that. The best part is if you don't have the, let's say you don't have the equipment and you want to get into it like badly, I will sign contract with houses monthly, not part timers. Okay. Let's say I found 10 houses that will pay me, let's say $200 a month. Yep. Let's say $200 a month for six months. Mm-hmm. If you can lock 10, Dude, that's two hundred dollars times ten. That's two thousand dollars. Yeah, a, a month. month. Yep. Which means you can get it. You can buy a truck and make that payment. Yep. You know, and you can buy anything else after that. You know, but I would say somebody that is starting, if it's not in the same neighborhood, if you have your own truck, I always recommend a plow, um, a V plow to be specific because the if it's if you have a blizzard, a straight plow is not going to cut it. Okay. Why? Why? What is the difference there? The 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 V plow you can put it into a V. Let's say the wings is going to be almost touching your truck, and the pointy part is going to be away from your truck in the metal. Yeah. And that break and that will break literally the snow away from you know in the metal of it. So your truck will be able to go forward. If you have a a straight plow, your plow is going to go up up in the truck. You know, on top of the snow. And it's not going to be able to push it. Oh, it's not going to like so, get under. It's not going to cut it. Exactly. Uh, okay. I see now. I've always wondered what the V, I mean, I know what a V plow is, but I've always, I wonder what the benefit, I mean, I didn't know really what the benefit was to it. So. Yeah. You know, but so, I know that sometimes we can afford a V plow. A V plow alone right now is going around $9,000. Yeah. You know, which there's no, it's no joke. There's a lot of money, you know, but you know, if you had to go to a straight plow, go to for a straight plow. Yeah. The it's getting you, it's getting you started. Plow, Mm-hmm. Get yourself started. And once you got, if you only have houses, then you don't have to worry because, you know, let's say you get a snowfall and then, but I would say if you're going to have per timers, hit them hard. You have to hit them constantly. Let's say you're going to get a three, uh, you know, four inch storm, hit them twice. And you have to tell them that to the customer. You have to educate, say, hey, you know, I'll be there, you know, multiple times if you get a big snowstorm because if something happens inside your house, I don't want to be responsible that nobody can get to it because, you know, I just wanted it for your, for your safety. I cannot wait to the end because it's, it's liable for me. And they, most of the time they understand Yeah. You know, when they understand you hit them hard. You know, I told the guys, you know, we're going to, in this storm, we're going to hit them hard. And they know what I mean by that. You know, we're going to go many times and we just, we just, I give a route to everybody. You know, let's say I take five properties Everybody takes five properties and we just go in circles, you know, one by one by one by one and until the storm is over. So do once you, it's over, and everything up. Do you do the same guys salt and plow at the same time? Or do you have specific salters and specific guys that plow? No, usually a bigger company can do that, not me. I had three, I had three salt, um, three salters on on three different vehicles. Okay. And they plow as well. Okay. It scares me because when you backing up, you can hit a truck. You can hit anything with a side pole. Yeah. You can hit another car, which it had happened, you know, and I, it, it costs. Don't get me wrong. I get all pissed off and, and I start, you know, blowing a gasket. But by the time that I get there, my anger is gone and I just worry about this. Everybody's okay. Yeah. But yeah. in the beginning, in the beginning it hurts because you're the one paying for the bill, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you just got to be, if, if you're, if you got a salter on the back, you just got to be really careful backing up is what it sounds like. So, and I, and, I guess that is kind of a thing you can transition to is the safety aspect of it. If you are getting in the snow, uh, you definitely want to have the the proper lighting and stuff right on all your trucks, all the strobe lights and stuff to make sure everybody knows you know, who you are oh, and where yeah. you are. Usually I have a little dinky light on top, you know, strobe light, but usually I have LED light bars. Those LED light bars, it's like you plowing in daytime. Really? You know, I, have, I have LED light bars to the back to the front and the sides. So yeah, everybody knows where you are. I mean, if you if you're on the street with light bars, everybody know you're not going to get missed. Even the CD trucks tell me to turn it off when I'm in front of them. Really? 
Yeah, because they're they're very powerful. And you, and you can before they used to be around $150, you know, for one light. Now you put $150, you can probably get three, a 51 inch long, long ass bar. Yeah. And then you'd be fine. Yeah. You know, and I put, I installed them myself, me and my other guys. You know, it's only two cables. One cable goes to the battery, you know, black and red and and a button inside the truck. Yeah. So it's, it's, not a, it's not a big deal. It's not something that you have to pay somebody to do it. I try to always try to do it myself. Nick, the guy that works for me, he's very savvy with wiring and all that stuff. So he usually does uh, do all of them. And on top of that, I put GPS on all the trucks. So because, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You're, so, so in your market, you're a guaranteed snow, right? Oh yeah, it's in a, it's always it's like your hair is always gonna grow. So this and, and you might be able to t- you might be able to give an answer to this, maybe not. What about the guy who's on a like a transition zone, like in Ohio or somewhere that uh, you get snow sometimes, sometimes you don't? How would you recommend getting into it there? Would you say stay small? Would you go invest in a ten thousand dollar V plow? Would you start out with a snow blower? Um, I mean, cause, cause well, in your case, you know, you can invest and you're going to get return on that investment the same year. Correct. It's guaranteed snow. What about somebody who's out there and, and they don't know that? Yeah. Even for somebody, you know, I told from, um, um, James Shield, uh, second mile. Yeah. He, you know, he's way in the South, you know, Oh, he's in Nashville. He's about three hours North of yeah. me. So, but last year, one day he, that was Jared, I was, hey, Abel, hey, Abel, you're going to get rid of that salt? It's like, yeah, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to toss it. He said, hey, uh, James might need it. You know, he's in those down south, but you, you never know. And said, oh, yeah, I can save it. So I saved it. And one day I decided to buy a skisty all the way from Georgia. So I drove all the way to Georgia. But on my way down, I dropped out my salter. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to him. He said, hey, dude, just, you know, fix it or whatever, you know. And he fixed it up. He painted it and all that stuff. And. He didn't use it for a couple of years. And last year, he was the first year, the first time that he got to use it. Yeah. Because he had one. I said, if you and those and those states that you hardly going to get something, get something that you can use in the summer. Let's say a ski steer. You get a ski steer. You can use it in the summer for your landscaping jobs or for any kind of the job, you know, leveling ground and all that stuff. But at least you have a ski steer. And then if you have a big bucket, that's your plow right there. Yeah. So as opposed you, to getting a plow go get a get something you can use in a different area anybody exactly. using snow as well yeah that's a good idea you know because it, it's this statesman that they don't get they probably get i don't know three four inches a year oh yeah nashville doesn't get very much at all i mean and i'm no, telling you down here we don't get anything i mean if we get two or three inches if we get two or three inches school starts shutting down like it's it's a big ordeal so can you imagine if you had the type of equipment to do it down there, you know how much money you will you be in making? one in one storm, in one single storm. Yeah, because the demand is going to be so high that it just it's just crazy. Well, and that's what happened with so to, to button up your story there. That's what James did. He had to ha- he had that salter and he was running around doing that all kind. He was salting so much stuff he couldn't keep up with all of it because he he actually told that story on an earlier episode in the podcast back in I don't know the teens episodes probably. Uh, he told that story about how he was up there and. Um, he got that salter from you and they had a freak storm and he, he was prepared. He had the, he had the equipment and he actually made a lot of money off of it. Um, so yeah, man, you, have, you have to be ready for it. It's like, let's say you have a pressure washer and somebody needs a, their house clean up for you. The only one with the pressure washer, who are they going to call you? They're going to call you because you're the only one with the pressure washer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's exactly for everybody. It's the same way here, the same way. Let's say here I can make a contract for a hundred dollars every time I come and push it. But then if you call me in December to put the snow, that's gonna cost you two hundred dollars. Yeah. Supply and demand. You already oh supply and demand. Yeah, that that's, that's exactly how it, and that's how we see it, man. We we're in the business to make money. And I, you can ask my wife, man. We we've been rocking it. We 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 used to hate it because we didn't make that much money. But now that we have a nice balance in the company, yeah, you figured out your numbers. Hard. You figured out your numbers. You figured out how to price. And uh, mm-hmm. so, let me ask you this: How long did it take you in these last seven years to get to that that kind of that teeter totter point of where you you got to where you did love it and you were making money? Like, how long did you? Maybe you didn't lose money, but how long did it take you to really start becoming really profitable at it? 
almost for almost I want to say almost four years ago, I talked to uh, one of my guys that he showed me a lot about snow and all that stuff. I lost an account. I lost two thousand dollars a month account, and and it hurt me. I was like, damn, what am I gonna do? You know. So I called this guy. His name is Pete. Um, from CLS, he sells salt and all that stuff. But then I asked, he's like, hey, don't you have any properties that I can take care of for you? And uh, he said, dude, I'm looking for somebody to do my properties down by you. And they said, how many you got? I said, oh, man, I got like 10. So he gave me like a Kidoba, gave me two Burger Kings. And he gave me an apartment complex, Arvation Army. He gave me, you know, quite a few property. And they, wouldn't, they, they didn't make that much money. Let's say uh, the $100 per push. Um. But he told me, I don't want to get phone calls. I'm like, but, you know, I don't want to over. And he said, over service, all of them. Hmm. I don't want to get a phone call because these people, when they hire you, they don't want to think that it's snowing outside. Yeah, they want they they don't want any holdups for their employees. They don't care what it costs. They just want to. Exactly. So when he told me that, that's when I lost the fear of over serving a customer. And when he told me that. It just it was like a light bulb. It just turned out on my head. I'm like, holy cow, that is right. And that year, I made I made so much money because he he put that wall that I had. He just pushed it out. Yeah. And when I figured it out, that's when I started having accounts per time. And I was like, oh, screw this, man. I'm going per timers. Once I have all my all my contracts set up for monthly, I'm gonna go per timer. So now, when somebody calls me now, let's say today, I'm full. I don't take anybody anymore. But if I were to take somebody, I would have to be per time. But it took me uh, almost in four years. That's when I made that that balance that I was like, I need this and I need that in order to make it, you make it to make it happen. But for the last few years, it's it just been crazy because we make so much money in the winter that when summer comes, I'm not even worried. Yeah, that's kind of cool though that the uh, the whole the over serve your customer thing. Uh, because you are selling, you are you are making more money the more times you're out there. But at the same time, you're taking care of your customer better. I mean, it's it's a it's like you're saying they don't want to know they don't want to know that it's snowing. They don't want any any hold up in their day in their schedule. And even you're in, in your residentials, what if somebody had, what if Grandma Herfenerbler or whatever you want to call her, uh, as Caleb would say, that what if she has a heart attack in the middle of the night and the ambulance can't get to her house or can't get in her driveway to load her up like. That's that does come back on you. So over over servicing, like you're saying, sounds like it could be a good thing. I mean, it it, it sounds like it broke it, through it for you. It is. It is that is, that is. Uh, you know, I recommend. You know, let's say somebody from the south wants to move here, and they oh, so man, I want to go into the snow business. I tell them go for it. You know, and I have guys that have come to work for me, and then they go out on their own. I don't care. Yeah, they come in, they give me a season. You learn whatever you want to learn. And if you want to be on your own next year, that's okay with me too. There's enough work to go around. That's the thing. Oh yeah, Did you know how many houses, how many buildings are. Yeah. Is, forget it. And and when you over service somebody and they say, "Man, you're too expensive," you know, I have to let you go. They let you go, but when they hire the next person, they're hoping they're gonna be like me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So when they get them, when they start giving you giving them less than what I did, they're gonna get all frustrated and, and all that and, and they they'll probably come coming back. back yeah yep they'll mm-hmm. come running back that's exactly, exactly what you want for every customer yep but that that all boils down to you you having high quality work and and staying being responsible and you don't uh you don't it sounds like with snow you got to be very careful about overbooking yourself is that is that kind of a yes. that sounds like yeah, a really big I, thing there that you could nope. really you could really screw up on oh yeah yeah you don't want to you don't want to overbook i never I had tried never not to overbook myself. Sometimes, you know, I'm in the middle of the storm that I'm 40 hours in. I'm like, oh, no, I don't know if I should do this. You know, I don't know why I'm, I'm going to move to Florida. You know, <laughs> that, that type of deal. But, you know, the, the like I'm booked. I was already booked since June. Really? I, I signed up these two massive contracts. And you're talking about th- uh, 30 unit, um, 30 building property. And another one has another 20. And, you know, it equals almost six miles of sidewalks. Wow. You know, so this is just, you know, massive. And uh, so when I when I signed out those contracts for winter, too, I decided I was not going to pick up anybody else. I did, but it was like one or two. 
they, they were, you know, they were close to the, to my own properties already. So it doesn't affect me. It's just like, I'm already there. Yeah. So might as well do. How do you but, clean you your know, sidewalks? Well, uh, the sidewalk, we have power clear, uh, Toros. Toros are those Toral, um, power clear. Um, they call it a 21s. Those are the one stage. Um, they're 30, no, they're 20, 20 inches and they, uh, wide. Okay. So you have to make like two passes for every sidewalk. Since the sidewalk is 36 inches. Um, we have seven of those snowblowers. Okay. And every and everybody has one. And then to top that off, I bought a Bobcat S70. Um, when that one has a blower, a broom, and a, and no, and a yeah, and a salter. So one guy can do all the whole property, 50 buildings by himself with this S70, which is sick. You know, he's heated, he's inside, he just has to connect the blower on it, and he just blows the snow outside the sidewalk. And when he's done, he gets out, he cleans around front of the doors, and then he salts it with the machine as well. So, yeah, that's efficient right there is what that is. And that's oh, how – yeah. that's got to be how you keep employees because you can't yeah. you can't be making employees walk around all night on those 30 or 50 building apartments, uh, hand salting sidewalks or anything like that. I mean, that, that sounds like that would suck. That would be terrible. It, it is rough. It is rough. And most of the time – and you can pay this guy. I paid today. I paid $20 a shoveler. And I pay thirty dollars a plow guy. Wow! Per hour. Per hour. Wow! So it, it is. It, it involves a lot of money. It's a lot of money involved, and you know, you say, "Man, but that's a lot of money going now." But that's a lot of money coming in. Too, yeah, you know. But you, uh, I had that machine. You know, I got the S seventy. I bought a a van track SSV. Yeah. it's like a ride on, like a stand down more, but it just for sidewalk. It's thirty six inches. It has a blower and it has a plow as well. In case, depending on the storm, that's what you use. And then this year, I added a multi-force, a Toro multi-force with a snowblower on it and a plow in it. In case, you know, depending on the snowfall, that's what is exactly what you're going to use it. But these two machines are outside. You are still getting yeah, snow. You're still you. get, yeah, you're out there in the 20-degree weather. Mm-hmm. And I hope that a 20-degree weather will be constantly, but no, man, sometimes you're talking about zero. You know, even we, last year, we did a below six, and Ooh, that was just brutal. That's and that terrible. Was, and that was without the wind chill. With the wind chill, probably what I, it was around one feet, minus 15. My, see, I can't imagine that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe, I don't know. We might get me up. I might come up during the winter and ride along in the truck and do, we might do a live podcast during a snowstorm. You should, you should. That would You're be fun. Get- I would love to see that. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, I've never seen heavy snow snowfall, period. Uh, I mean, we had a big ice storm here a couple years ago that shut everything down, but I've never seen a lot of snows. That that We might have to look into that. That'd be pretty fun. I would love to love to see how everything operates and stuff. But well, it's something that it, it's a different ball game, you know, a lot for a lot of landscapers, you know, the ones that live in the South, you know, they don't get to see it, but it's something like down in the South, they do pressure watch and they do a lot of stuff in the, in the winter that I'm like, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. But when the snow comes, that's my cup of tea, you know? Yeah. And I love it, you know? And sounds like you're making good money out of it. You're profitable and stuff. So that's that's definitely the that's way right. to be. Well, Abel, I really appreciate your time tonight. This has been a really informative episode, I believe. If you could, so as we wrap this thing up here, I got a few more questions. If you could go, and I, this isn't the same question, I don't think, Uh I want to hear your answer here. If you could go back and change one thing or give one piece of advice to yourself at the beginning, uh, something that you didn't know that you know now, what would it be? What would it be to, to the new and up, up and comer? And I know you said get equipment, uh, just just get, jump into it head first. Is there anything else that you would just say, uh, do this, don't do this, price the right way, how to price, write your own contracts, get somebody else's? Like, how, What is one piece of advice you could go back and either change that you did wrong or, or just help somebody else that you know, that you know now. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't be, afraid. be afraid. Don't be afraid to raise prices. Don't be afraid to do it. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Just don't be afraid because that's what is always going to stop you. I from like doing it. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Just go in head first and don't, and it's a, it's, I've talked about this multiple times on the podcast. It's a risk. It's going to be a risk getting into, even for you, buying that equipment, buying that multi-force, buying the the skid steer. You are guaranteed the snow, but you're not guaranteed 50 inches every year. 
I mean that. So, so mm-hmm. you could lose money. It's a risk. It is a risk involved, but that's that's just part of being an entrepreneur and owning your own business and uh, owning your own freedom. So, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to jump into the snow game. But if you do jump into it, uh, it sounds like you would recommend definitely networking with somebody who know who's done it in the past, like you did. Yeah, that would be the best way. That's gonna be the best way to learn. Yeah, find somebody that find somebody that you can that you can get to help you. And uh, just help you in the future, and, and to teach you the, the the invaluable things that you wouldn't figure out on YouTube or stuff like that. Because I know there's mm-hmm. there's got to be stuff that you can teach somebody that they wouldn't figure out on YouTube. It's just real life experience that, that yes. they've got to learn. But that's really cool. Well, I have one final question that I ask all my people, and this is going to be a fun answer. This is going to be a really fun answer because uh, for you, you really are even more dedicated than uh, just somebody out mowing grass or anything like that. But what is your why? What why do you get up in the middle of the night and go plow snow? Why why did you why are you an entrepreneur? Why are you running a, a thirty employee snow business during the winter? Uh, what what makes you get up out of the bed and stay up for forty eight hours in a row? My family and refusing to be poor. I can't my family is my 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 family is all I have. You know. Yeah. And I was poor before, and I don't want to be there. And I don't want my kids either. Never so go that's back. My, never go back. I love it. I love it. That's the drive, man. That's the that's the hustle that's involved in in this type of stuff. So it, those nights that you're sitting out there and you've been up for 24, 48 hours, that's what you always – so that's what you always go back to, right? You always remember yeah. you, you have a family to provide for, and they're number one, and – and, and and I totally get that. Once you get once you were somewhere and you finally break out of that, you don't ever want to go back. Whether it whether it be money, whether it be anything else, I maybe maybe it's an addiction, whatever it is. Once you break free of that, you just you you just strive so hard to never go back. And, and that's what it sounds like you're saying with the money. Yeah, because your family, you know, once you when you feel when you lose that fear, you know, of everything else, you only have your family. You know. Yeah. If you're gonna lose or if you're gonna break down or you're gonna go broke or whatever, you're always gonna have your family. Yeah. So this is why it's so hard for them. Yeah. You got any you got your kids out plowing yet? I saw you you had a couple with them at GIE. So are they are no, they man. in the trucks too? They come out with me sometime for twenty four hours straight. Wow. All three and my daughter's gonna be with me this year. So are they homeschooled, public school? How do they get out of school? No, they, usually, usually, some, if it's not on the weekends, they come. They all three, they come with me. Okay, Sometimes I used to go yeah. at a time, and now they come all three, and they get out, they shovel, and they're ten and twelve. You know, um, they're three. I got twins that they are ten, and then my oldest will be t- is twelve, and then my daughter's eighteen, and my daughter's gonna be driving the skis here. This year, and then the boys when it's the weekend. Cool, cool. I love that. I love that. So that getting them involved early, maybe they can take over for dad one day. Hmm. I agree. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Well, man, I, I do want to hit on your social media really quick because as you as I see here, you're wearing this hat, and it's the infamous the infamous hat. Give give me your little intro here. What you what do you intro every morning? We might have to make this the intro of the podcast. Well, people, I'd say good. Morning, people. Oh, shit, people. And I start talking. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you start that from? Where did you get that? Well, I used to do some video for YouTube, you know, like, you know, once in a while. And they were boring as hell. Dude. You had no idea. I could even watch them. That's how boring they were. And then when I started Instagramming, my wife was like, Abel, you are just boring. So, and he said, why don't you say good morning to the people, you know, be more energetic. I'm like, okay. I and my first time was like, um, good morning, peeps. And it, it, it was just, it wasn't working out. Yeah. So yeah, I just got loose and, and it stayed there and it, it clicked, you know, people start liking it. And, you know, so I said it more, you know, and now I got a hat that it says it and everybody knows it. You I know? see it. I yeah. When I, in my Instagram, it just I cannot get a Corvette, so I I got Instagram. You know, that's my. <laughs> meat I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, it's always a good time. If anybody needs me to pick needs to pick me up, just go follow Bell's Law Enforce LLC on Instagram because it is. Oh man, it's so funny. That is your Instagram handle, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. So go follow him on on Instagram because every morning, just about every morning, it, it, there's always something like that. And I don't even I wasn't really following you that much during snow last year, so I'm excited to see your energy your energy in in the middle of the night when it's snowing this year. It it, it decays a little bit. Oh no, you got to keep it up. You if you love it this no, much, it, you got to keep it, it up. No, I do, 
when it comes to 40 hours straight, you see me oh, shit, people. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah there's two different tones. Uh, <laughs> two different tones. I still say it, just a different tone. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, man, I really appreciate it. I love all your answers tonight. I love the advice that you gave. Um, guys, if you are out there uh, and you're trying to get into snow, just take what we talked about tonight, and, and I couldn't give that much advice on it, but Abel really laid a lot out for you. Take the advice that he has. He's been doing it. He's got a 30-employee snow company. I mean, uh, he obviously is doing something right. So take advice from him. And, and Abel, if anybody wants to reach out to you, can they reach out to you on Instagram and kind of ask some questions? Or yes, they can. Yes, they can. Anytime. I always answer it. So, you know, they can answer me. They can ask me whatever they want, and I'm more than willing to give an answer. I love it. That's I, don't, I haven't even known Abel that long. I mean, literally just like a few weeks. But – um, you sound like really, a really, truly genuine guy. And that's what I love about it is you have a decent social media following. You have a big company, but you don't, you're not caught up in all that. You're still trying to help the guy out there that has the questions. And so if you're out there and you want to get into it, guys, uh, definitely reach out to a bell, ask him, ask him the questions. Cause I know, I personally know people that are hey, kind of use you as a mentor and, and it lets you, uh, you've helped them in their snow business. So I know that he can do it for you. If you, if you have those questions, reach out to him and uh, tell him you heard him on the podcast. And uh, I, I'm sure he would love to help you out. And I would love to hear the feedback that you got to got to work with him and, and him help your business. But thanks for tuning in today, guys. We're going we're gonna to wrap this one up. We're going on 50 minutes here. It's been a really awesome show. Uh, whenever it is you're listening, I hope you take this and, and implement it into your business, into your life. And maybe it just gives you... I don't know, gives you hope, gives you, picks you up a little bit. It's been a fun conversation. Even if snow isn't in your area, I hope you learned something out of it. Uh, if, if for nothing else, you probably learned something out of Abel's why. And that's a great, that's a great why. I love hearing people's why. Why, why are you doing this? And uh, he was, I just, I love that answer. I love the answer. I love hearing everybody's answer. So thanks for tuning in. Abel, thank you so much for your time tonight, man. You're welcome, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, if you would, leave us those all-important ratings and reviews. They really help us, boost us up in the in the rankings and get us out there to more people so we can grow this podcast, grow it uh, one relationship at a time, and just get out there to the greater community. So you can reach out to us on Instagram at Growing Green Landscapes, or our email will be below in the show notes. If you have any questions, reach out to us. I'll, I'll be always be available to help you, and uh, hopefully I can help you in any way you can, any way I can, and if I can't, I can point you to somebody that can. So thanks for tuning in, and I hope you all have a great day. We'll catch up with you all here on the next Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. We know you have many other podcast options to choose from, and don't take it for granted that you chose to spend some time with us today. You can connect with Jeremiah Jennings at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram or use the link in the show description. Don't forget to smash the follow button on the podcast and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We hope you crush it in your business and hope to catch you on our next episode.